One former Nittany Lion finds his landing spot out of the transfer portal, and another former Nittany Lion is filling a vacancy on the coaching staff. We'll talk about it all in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm Kevin McGuire. Let's go ahead and get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again as we get started with a brand new week here on Locked On Nittany Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, February 8th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself 20% off your next order. And before I begin, I just want to send out a special birthday shout out to my sister who is celebrating her birthday today, I won't say how many years, in lovely Disney World. A little bit jealous as I'm sitting here recording this episode. It is snowing outside. Uh, very happy birthday to use this. Anyway, we've got some good stuff to talk about in today's episode as we get another week started. Again, a Penn State transferring quarterback has found his destination out of the transfer portal. We'll talk about that. Penn State has filled the vacancy at the tight end coaching position. We'll talk about that. Penn State also has a newly updated 2021 Big Ten schedule. We're going to go all in on the schedule for the upcoming season. Hopefully everything stays as scheduled. And of course, we will talk a little bit about Penn State's infamous social media faux pas that happened over the last couple of days. They did kind of course correct, but uh, they were the butt of a lot of jokes on the social media, internet, college football, Twitter sphere over the last few days. Deservingly so, I'm going to say. We'll talk about that in our third segment of today's episode. Of course, we have these new episodes for you every day, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com. I could go on and on. The point is, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed in whatever app you may be using. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us out as we continue to move forward, growing this podcast, making it something you want to come back to, and of course, share with all of your Penn State friends and family. You can also stay socially connected with us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. So go ahead and connect with us on all of those feeds. Get connected, stay up to date, and get some interaction with us. And become a part of the show, too, because you can always send us your questions and your comments. We'll work them into the podcast as well. No live stream for today's recording is Super Bowl Sunday. It's snowy outside. I just decided let's just record the podcast as usual. We'll get back to some of those live Twitter or Twitch streams as well. So if you are on Twitch and you want to be a part of the podcasting building experience, feel free to follow us and turn on those notifications. So you know when we go live and put together these episodes, you can be a part of the podcast as it is being recorded. It's pretty cool. Hopefully you get a chance to check it out. So as I said in the intro, and I said once again, we now know exactly where a former Penn State quarterback is heading to play his college football, and that of course is Will Levis, who entered the transfer portal. Unsurprisingly, I think given the situation with Penn State's offense and the quarterback situation with the program, uh, it didn't look like Will Levis was going to get an opportunity to really emerge as a full-time regular player in this Penn State system as far as 2021 is concerned and maybe not even in 2022. But he is going to get an opportunity to kind of take advantage of what could potentially be a fresh slate. And he is going to be a Kentucky Wildcat. So I think that this is actually a really good situation for him because I do think that, you know, Kentucky is a program that's, you know, they, they take some steps forward. They're they're not exactly fully rich of all kinds of talent across the board. Uh, I think Mark Seuss has done a tremendous job 
of building that Kentucky football program. And obviously Penn State saw Kentucky head to head a couple of years ago in the bowl season did not go very well for Penn State. But I do think that Kentucky, when you look at what they're trying to do there and what they're trying to build in a very difficult division, because they are in the same division as the Georgia Bulldogs, the Florida Gators. You know, they also have Tennessee and Vanderbilt in their division, too. So it's not like it's totally impossible to rack up some wins. But Kentucky's a kind of an interesting team. They're kind of like a wild card uh, factor in the SEC East. Again, I'm not saying that Will Levis is going to tip them over the top of that division. But I do feel as though he's going to have an opportunity maybe even to throw the football. (laughs) That's something that we haven't necessarily seen a lot of uh, during his time at Penn State. And it's kind of a little frustrating at times the way that Penn State used him. Uh, not so because uh, Sean Clifford deserved to be benched or anything. Obviously, at one point in the last season, he did deserve that. But I do think that the way that they used Will Levis in the offensive package, you know, whenever he came in, is very unlikely that he was going to be throwing the football. Now, I don't know what his situation is going to be at Kentucky. I'd have to talk to some people that follow Kentucky a little bit closer to figure out exactly where he fits in. But I would have to imagine that if and when he does get on the field, he is going to have those opportunities to throw the football. Now, he's still going to run it because that is more part of his game as well. But very interested to see what he will do now. Again, he's got three years of eligibility. So he could be a fixture in that Kentucky offense for the next couple of years. So we'll see what that uh, leads him down in Lexington. And who knows, maybe their paths will cross again for Penn State and Kentucky in a bowl game situation. But I I do think that it'll be good for him. I think it's a good landing spot. Very interested to see what he does with the Kentucky Wildcats. Meanwhile, Penn State had a coaching vacancy to fill, and we talked a lot about it last week on the podcast as the tight end position opened up. Uh, Penn State didn't have to look very far. In fact, they're promoting from within, and this is a a move that I completely overlooked. (laughs) Shame on me, but they had a perfectly good offensive analyst already within the program in a former Nittany line, Ty Howell, former offensive lineman for the Nittany Lions, and obviously a, a team captain back in, I believe, 2013 was the year. So, Uh, Penn State doesn't have to look very far. They are staying within that Penn State football family. It's kind of funny because we focused so much uh, discussion on how Penn State would fill that vacancy potentially with a former Penn State player. And there was a lot of focus on Adam Brenneman, who's uh, making a name for himself, moving up the coaching ranks out with Arizona State. Figured he would be a perfect hire to come back to Penn State and take over that tight end coaching position. Obviously, James Franklin going a little bit of a different route. And I think that, you know, the timing of it all kind of uh, makes it easy to make a decision to promote from within. You already have the guy in-house. He's already a part of the program. Um, not to say that Adam Brenneman couldn't handle that move uh, if that were the case. But you know, getting Ty Howell, a guy that is also pretty well-respected, again, moving up in the coaching ranks, uh, certainly within the program, I, I think it's a pretty good situation. It's, it seems like a pretty good hire. It seems like it's been received pretty well. We'll see where that all leads Penn State. State moving forward. Speaking of moving forward, the Big Ten moved forward with the fully updated release of the 2021 college football schedule for the Big Ten Conference. Going back to a regular Big Ten schedule and non-conference games are going to be included. We'll take a look at what the updated schedule looks like for Penn State coming up in our next segment. Football season may be over, right? Super Bowl is on Sunday. I'm obviously recording this before the big game is played, so I don't necessarily know who won just yet. But the bottom line is, just because football season is over doesn't mean you have to stop and get on the sidelines for the sports gambling world. Because the NBA is still going on, the NHL is still going on, you still got college hoops out there, so there are so many ways to get involved with betting online and what better place to bet online than with bet online 
betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And it doesn't have to be just sports because they also cover award shows, TV shows, reality TV shows. They have real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can possibly imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website right now, betonline.ag, and use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the brand new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down all the biggest stories with analysis from all of our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes and subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave those ratings and reviews. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed and rating and reviewing Locked On Nittany Lions for updated support of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast as well. So Locked On Today gets you your daily sports fix. Then you can go right into Locked On Nittany Lions, get your updated Penn State commentary with yours truly. So in recent weeks, the SEC and the ACC both rolled out their official 2021 schedules, again, allowing for non-conference play for both of those conferences. And it was only a matter of time before the Big Ten, I guess, officially confirmed that the 2021 schedule was going to go on as planned. Uh, Little did I know that the Big Ten was actually revising a bunch of their schedule and not so much to mix up what games are being played or how many conference games you're playing, but really because of the pandemic and the way that the schedule had to be adjusted with a handful of games just being flat out canceled in the 2020 season the Big Ten took it upon themselves to make sure that the locations for a lot of the games that are going to be played in 2021 are still allowing for fairness as far as home and away matchups are concerned between series Uh, so that led to a bunch of revisions to the 2021 Big Ten schedule which was rolled out on Friday Uh, again kind of flew under my radar I wasn't really looking to see what was going to happen with the Big Ten schedule I just kind of assumed that maybe everything was going to go on as currently planned Uh, but I think it's a good move by the Big Ten to adjust the home and home situations where needed and obviously that's going to require uh, moving some games around and they did that with a bunch of games on the 2021 schedule so while the opponents in Big Ten play aren't changing some of the dates are some of the locations are as far as Penn State's schedule is concerned not a whole lot has changed uh, as far as the home matchups because really the only changes that were made to Penn State's schedule were when certain games were going to be played so again All the opponents that were already on the schedule are still on the schedule. And there was also an adjustment to when Penn State is going to get their bye week. So let's roll through the newly updated 2021 Penn State football schedule. And it's going to start off the month of September just as it always was. The month of September has not been touched. Penn State is still scheduled to open up the 2021 season on the road in Madison, Wisconsin against the Wisconsin Badgers. That game was already scheduled on the previous version of the 2021 schedule. It is still going to open up Big Ten play. Uh, for the upcoming season it's going to be a really good matchup for Penn State we're going to find out very quickly just how good Penn State is how good Wisconsin is because I think that's going to be a really good game to open up the season for both teams really good test for both teams looking forward to seeing how that one plays out and then of course the rest of September is going to include three home games in non-conference play and as of now the Big Ten is allowing for those non-conference matchups to continue and that is great news because Penn State is going to get that home game on September 18th against the Auburn Tigers the first of a home and home series Penn State's going to be going down to Auburn in the 2022 season really looking forward to this home and home series especially after the home and home series with Virginia Tech was tossed to the wayside uh, with last year's events so uh, getting a chance to play Auburn uh, will be really cool hopefully that game is able to still go on as currently planned because I know that a lot of fans 
around Penn State and Auburn are looking forward to this particular matchup. Should be really fun to see this home and home series go down. Let's hope that it all uh, does get a chance to go down. But of course, the other non-conference games uh, sandwich around that Auburn matchup. Penn State's going to host Ball State on September 11th, and they're scheduled to host Villanova on September 25th. Again, the entire September schedule has not changed from the 2021 original schedule to the updated schedule from the Big Ten. It's once you get into the month of October that things are going to change a little bit with as far with regard to when games are going to be played. On October 2nd, Penn State was originally supposed to have their bye week, which was still feeling a little bit early in the year. I would prefer for that bye week to be later in the year. That's going to be the case. Penn State's bye week is going to be moved back a couple of weeks. Instead of that bye week on October 2nd, Penn State is going to host the Indiana Hoosiers. This is a revenge game situation, of course. Uh, so that's a really good way to get back into Big Ten play, get a home game against a Indiana team that still should be pretty good. Uh, so that's going to be another good test for Penn State. Two good tests for Penn State in Big Ten play as their season gets rolling. And then it gets a little bit more difficult the following week. Uh, October 9th, this game has not been changed from the original version of the schedule. Penn State is going to Iowa on October 9th, and then they're going to get their bye week. So they're going to have three conference games under their belt against Wisconsin, Indiana, and Iowa before they go into their bye week. When they come out of their bye week, they get a home game against Illinois on October 23rd. They were originally scheduled to play at Michigan State. Uh, that game has been moved to the end of the year. We'll get to that in just a moment. But now they're going to come out of their bye week with a home game against Illinois and then back-to-back -back road games. This could be a make-or-break point of the season for Penn State. We'll see how things are going. But, of course, the big game is going to be on October 30th with the road trip to Ohio State. In the previous version, they were going to host Indiana this week at the end of October. Now they're going to go to Columbus, as opposed to the previous version of the schedule where Penn State was going to play at Ohio State in the next to last week of the season. I think this is a better spot to get Ohio State, to be honest with you. Obviously, as far as playoff implications are concerned, I think having that signature matchup closer to the end of the year probably would have been more enticing if Penn State happens to be in the college football playoff mix, certainly within the Big Ten race. Uh, but getting a crack at Ohio State earlier in the year, uh, you know, just by a few weeks, I don't know how much of a difference that makes, but even if you lose to Ohio State, maybe you've got more time to rebound and kind of pad your potential New Year's Six Bowl platform. I don't know. I don't know how good Penn State's going to be just yet, but I do think that we're going to see a good rebound season for Penn State. But it's going to be tough winning against Ohio State anywhere you play that game, especially when it's being played in Columbus with what I would imagine will be at least some capacity of fans in the stands in Ohio Stadium. But there you go. The end of October ends with a road trip at Ohio State. Now, the, the month of November is going to be pretty interesting for Penn State because after that game against Ohio State, they go on the road and they play Maryland. Now, Maryland has been a little bit of thorn lately, right? So I do think that this is a, a game, the, another revenge game situation. Now you got to go on the road. Maryland seems to be trending upwards, but I still think if Penn State is what Penn State, I think, should be, I still think this is a favorable matchup for Penn State. So uh, it could be a very good rebound opportunity. But again, revenge game situation. Maryland seems to be trending upward a little bit under Mike Loxley. Still a dangerous spot. Uh, so I would not take that game for granted one bit, especially after what happened last year. And then the, the final three games of the season. Pretty interesting. So Penn State is going to host Michigan on November 13th. That game actually, like the Maryland game before it, has not changed from one version of the schedule to the next. So the Maryland game uh, and the Michigan game, uh, they, they remain where they were originally scheduled. 
So Michigan's going to be a very interesting team to watch this year, of course. Uh, it seems like we say this every year, but this could be a very important year for Jim Harbaugh. We'll see where Michigan is by the end of the year. We'll see where Penn State is by the end of the year. Could be a very big game in the Big Ten East. Maybe not for first place, but certainly for bowl positioning could very well come into play here. Uh, but of course, uh, getting that game at home, that's going to be pretty big, I think, for Penn State. And then, of course, November 20th, Penn State will host Rutgers. Uh, that should be a favorable matchup. <laughs> There's really no reason to waste a whole lot of time on that game just yet. But in the previous version of the Big Ten schedule, this game was the next to last game on the schedule for Penn State and for Rutgers. Now that game's going to be in the next to last week of the season. And then Penn State will close out the regular season with a road game against Michigan State. Now, uh, I said, I believe I said earlier, Penn State was originally scheduled to play in East Lansing on October 23rd. That's now the home game against Illinois after the bye week. So getting a chance to close out the year with the battle for the land grant trophy, uh, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, I think a lot of people uh, look at this Penn State, Michigan State rivalry, uh, quote unquote, uh, as a little bit of a forced narrative. But I do think that it's kind of cool to play for a trophy at the end of the season, regardless of what the matchup is. Uh, I don't really buy into the whole Michigan State, Penn State rivalry like some people want to believe, uh, but that's just me. <laughs> Honestly, of all the Big Ten teams on, on the schedule, you know, if Penn State can't close out the year with Ohio State or Michigan, I, I would actually prefer the, for that last uh game to be played against Maryland. I just feel like you've got the little border there. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool to see. Uh, but that's just me. That's just where I stand. Obviously, I would love to see Pitt as the uh, regular season finale. But again, that's another conversation for another day. So there you have it. You know, Penn State's September schedule still looks uh, pretty good with Wisconsin and Auburn as the highlights of a very challenging uh, September schedule. Uh, you know, bouncing out with Ball State and Villanova. Ball State, don't let's not take Ball State too lightly, though. <laughs> Ball State actually had a really good year last year, so they could be a little bit of a prickly thorn uh, early on if Penn State's not ready for it. But I do think that you know September is going to be highlighted by Wisconsin and Auburn. Uh, the October schedule, obviously highlighted at the end by that road trip to Ohio State, but Indiana and Illinois at home should be a couple wins. A road trip to Iowa, not very easy as well. So Penn State's got some challenges, especially on the road. Wisconsin, Iowa, and Ohio State. Those are three tough road trips for any Big Ten team to make. Uh, you know, Penn State's going to have them all out of the way before going into that final month of the season. And then again, we'll see what Michigan is looking like at the end of the year. We'll see what Penn State looks like at the end of the year. Uh, but it looks like November schedule should be somewhat favorable, all things considered. So again, not a whole lot changing as far as Penn State's schedule. The bye week moves around. Some of the games move around a little bit. But again, nothing too drastic compared to what some other schools are having to go through. Mostly in the Big Ten West. A lot of the locations had to be adjusted due to cancellations from last year. Penn State got by pretty well last year. They were one of the, what, the only team in the Big Ten to play every single game on their schedule. It's a tremendous credit to Penn State and the ability that they had to stay on top of everything that was going on in a very difficult season. But let's all hope that things go a little bit smoother in 2021, beginning with this offseason. Let's see what this offseason is going to look like as we continue to move forward and get ready for the next college football season. Should be a fun one for Penn State. I'm expecting a little bit of a rebound, but again, some very tough challenges are going to be played on the road. Should be a pretty interesting year for the Nittany Lions. All right, look, if you're anything like the average American, you probably stuffed your face with a little too many chicken wings, maybe some taco dip, whatever the case may have been yesterday on Super Bowl Sunday. Now's the time to hit the reset button. And the best way to do that is with the Built Bar. It is the protein bar that tastes like a chocolate bar. If you're looking to lose or maintain weight, make sure you check out Built Bars because they're going to help you feel full. You're going to actually enjoy what you're eating. How often can you say that about a protein bar? You know, protein bars are great, but how many actually taste great? 
Well, Built Bars taste great, and they come in a variety of flavors that you've got to check out. Find the one that suits you best, like the peanut butter brownie or double chocolate, salted caramel, mint brownie, lemon almond cheesecake. I know what you're thinking. These flavors are too good to possibly be true. There's no way they're going to help you stay on your diet or hit the reset button. Well, guess what? They are because they're low calorie, they're low sugar, high protein, high fiber, Great for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight. If you're on a keto diet, add this into the mix as well. Check out the flavor profile for one of my personal favorites, the peanut butter. We're talking 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Again, it is going to help you feel full until you get to your lunch break, until you go into your workout. There's really no bad time for a Built Bar, and there is no better time than right now to check out BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll even save 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they're going to throw in a free cooler with your purchase. So get those Built Bars from BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Save yourself 20%. Get a free cooler. When those Built Bars come, throw some in the refrigerator. Then throw them in the cooler. Take them to work. Take them to the gym. You're going to have a nice, cool, refreshing option that's actually going to help you feel full moving forward. So one more time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Coming up tomorrow, it will be our Tuesday edition of the podcast, which means it is Twitter Tuesday. That's when we take your questions and your comments, and we answer them and we address them in the podcast. So make sure you get in your questions today by following us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. Send us all your questions. It can be about Penn State. It can be about the Big Ten, college football in general. And we can even have some fun with some non-Penn State and college football questions. So no subject is off the table. Get in your questions today, and we will start answering them in tomorrow's podcast. Of course, you can also check out our Twitch live stream. We will be recording and editing the podcast episode. So if you want to hop in the live stream and enter your questions in the chat, you're more than welcome to do that as well. But it's Twitter Tuesday tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. We'll answer all of your questions. Okay, so Penn State had a little bit of a social media faux pas in recent days, and it took the internet by storm. And it was really fun to watch. Now, if you weren't paying attention, Penn State put out this graphic leading up to the Super Bowl stating that Every Super Bowl has had a Penn Stater play in it, and then in very small print, or relatively small print, it said, except for five. So there have been 55 Super Bowls, 50 Super Bowls in all have had at least one Penn Stater playing in the game. A fact that we've been talking about for a number of years, Penn State has a pretty good track record as far as Super Bowl participants, and it makes sense for Penn State to boast that factoid going into the Super Bowl, because it's always good recruiting material to remind people that Hey, you go to Penn State, you got a chance to play in the Super Bowl. It's a pretty cool fact. It's a pretty cool statistic. Uh, Penn State should have no shame in showcasing that uh, every opportunity they have. Now, I don't necessarily agree with the way they went about it. Obviously, the graphic they put out was factually accurate. There is no question that every Super Bowl, except for five, has had a Penn Stater. But the way it was designed certainly made an emphasis on every Super Bowl having a Penn Stater. And uh, you know, some people probably would have overlooked the fact that right below it, it said, except for five. So a lot of people had some fun with this. And, and I get it because it is an easy target. Uh, you know, Certainly the design emphasis was on every Super Bowl. And some people had some fun with that because you always have to leave the fine print. And again, it was factually accurate. There was nothing factually inaccurate about it. It was just deceptive looking the way that it was designed. So 
a lot of college football programs, a lot of college football Twitter folks, uh, myself included, had some fun with this. Uh, I noted, uh, you know, I think a couple of people noted this, but Penn State's basketball team played Maryland over the weekend and Penn State won 55 to 50. So I put out on our Locked On Nittany Lions Twitter feed that Maryland scored exactly as many points as Penn State, except for five. Ole Miss, I, I got to tip my cap to Ole Miss. They had some real fun with this. And I think they put out a, a similar graphic stating that every Super Bowl has had, a, an, or, or let me rephrase that, Ole, an Ole Miss player has won every Super Bowl. And then in their fine print, they said, except for the ones that haven't, basically. I might be paraphrasing, but you get the idea. There was a minor league baseball team that really had fun with it, saying that uh, their team had won every division or every uh, little, not literally, every uh minor league baseball championship since 2013 except for the ones that they haven't you get the idea everybody was poking fun at penn state and again i i think it was well deserved because the way that that uh, was designed certainly left the door open for criticism so lo and behold a couple days go by and penn state puts out an updated graphic and they make the clarification pretty easy by emphasizing the fact that 50 and they 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 Put this in as big of fun as they possibly could 50 of 55 super bowls have had a penn state play in it and then the caption i think they had on instagram was basically no microscope needed for this one they they got the idea they, they certainly got the reaction i don't know if it's necessarily the one they were going for but they certainly got a lot of social interaction and sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad uh but i think if you can have some fun with it uh i, I think that's the basic takeaway here so Again, nothing factually inaccurate about the original graphic that was put out. It's just the fact that it looked so deceptive. Like you were saying that every Super Bowl has had a Penn State to play in it. You know, 50 out of 55 is not bad. <laughs> Certainly nothing to be shy about. Uh, n nothing that you shouldn't be bragging about. But the fact that, that it was designed the way it was, a little bit of a critical analysis was needed to really kind of uh, let Penn State know that, eh, it probably could have been done better. Uh, because just putting out the graphic that was updated with 50 out of 55 Super Bowls, that's still pretty darn impressive too. So maybe they go back to the drawing board with that kind of graphic in the future. Uh, maybe just get ready for that option uh, the next year when that comes around, if there's another Penn State or playing the Super Bowl. Let's learn a lesson from this one and be better moving forward. But you had some fun with it and uh, I got a laugh out of it. And how could you not? Because it was pretty funny. All right, so this actually comes uh, just a couple days after I had praised James Franklin for the way that he interacts on social media. You want to go back and listen to that. He was trash talking his bas his football players over their basketball skills. That was still pretty fun as well. So I, ba the basic takeaway is Penn State has a pretty good thing with their social media game. This was a little bit of a slip up or at least an error in judgment and execution. But I still think that Penn State, when it comes to social media, they're still in pretty good shape moving forward. Let me know what you thought about the little social media faux pas. Was it good to them to correct it? Did, did you really care? Did you have a good laugh at it? Do you think it was something that was completely overblown? Because I do think that there was a lot of criticism thrown Penn State's way. I don't know how harsh he needed to be over something like this, but let me know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter, uh, where we try not to have any social media faux pas of our own, on Locked On Nittany on Twitter. You can also catch us on Facebook and Instagram, and of course on our Twitch channel, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions and all the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Big Ten, Locked On College Football. We've got you covered for college football coverage all offseason long because there really is no offseason. You know that, and we try to keep that going forward as well. So Locked On Nittany Lions, Locked On Big Ten, Locked On College Football, all your favorite NBA and NHL teams, and of course your NFL and Major League Baseball teams are covered across the network as well. So check them out. 
And of course, we will be back again tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my college football coverage on AthlonSports.com. Don't forget to check out my Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And got some pretty cool stuff in the works that we're going to share some details about in due time. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys, let's have a good week. Let's get the week started on the right foot. Can't go 1-0 this week unless you go 1-0 today. So have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.